right. Hey, guys. Uh, so we're here with um, Austin Bushman and Derek. Pronounce that last name for me. Boxa. Boxa. All right. So we, we're going to play our version of Newlywed Game here in just a second. We're going to throw up some softball questions first. But we're going to do an introduction. Austin, go ahead and tell us a little about, about a little bit about yourself and a quick 30, 30 words or less. Go ahead. I'm Austin Bushman. I'm from Hooker, Oklahoma. I've shot PRS for about six years. And I'm known as the luckiest uh, shooter in the PRS. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and Derek, real quick, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Derek Boxa from Central Kansas. And this is my first or second match this year in my life, I guess. So uh, I got a buddy. He needed a man, so I came out. Nice. Awesome. Uh, real quick, what caliber, what gun are you shooting? Shooting a six dasher. Six dasher. Who, 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 who's your gunsmith? Me. You. That's awesome. I didn't know you did barrels. Yeah. I need a golden bullet barrel too, buddy. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, they're <laughs> hard to come by. I hear. <laughs> um, so, um, and what are you shooting this weekend? BRA or dasher. BRA. Okay. So, and, and who, who built it for you? Jake Scher. Jake Scher. Is he over here? Sure firearms. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. So, we're going to do a softball question real quick. First question is, tacos or burritos and we're and when I say tacos I am saying street tacos soft shell taco truck style tacos or burritos not Taco Bell tacos <laughs> all right so go ahead and let me see those we got burritos for Austin Bushman and tacos for Tarek Ooh. you know that's the third time I've asked that question today and it's the first time it's ever been different Huh. They either both went. The yeah, they've always been the same. That's, yeah. that's pretty interesting. I myself is a burrito guy. Uh, I do like a burrito. Um, um, the Mexican, the the taco truck burritos. All right. Next softball question. You're you're at a bar, and you can never. And this is the, and and you can only order one more drink. You can never have another drink for the rest of your life. It can be alcohol. It can be a sweet tea. I don't care. What is that drink? Colorado, Bulldog. Colorado Bulldog. Now, is that a, is that a beer? No, it's a mixed drink. Mixed drink. What's got it? Vodka, half and half, and uh, you can put a little bit of Coke right on top. Nice. And we got water from Austin Bushman. <laughs> 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 Not only is the most luckiest shooter ever, he's the most boring guy at the bar. <laughs> and he can drink that for breakfast, lunch, and supper. You're right. You're right. You know. Um, all right. So, where did you say you're from? Salina, Kansas. Kansas, okay. All right, so we're going to go into the real questions now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question. Um, you're going to give me your answer as a pro, answer as an am, uh, and we're going to discuss and compare and contrast those questions. All right, so first question is, and real quick, these are 1,000-foot level questions. There's some stuff that, you know, obviously we're, if I tell you what, you, what are you going to do when you come off stage, well, obviously you're going to take your, your mag out, your, your flag in, and all that stuff. We, we get all that. We're talking about the mental game. We're talking about the physical preparation after that stage. All right, so I know it doesn't happen often for some of us, but when you drop two shots in a stage, make up the stage in your head, what are you doing as soon as that stage is over? What's the first thing you do after that stage? If you just drop two points, it could be the last two, it could be the first two, it could be spread out throughout the stage. What are you going to do next after the stage?
and if your markers if your markers dry up, I have extra. They're working pretty good. Okay. I just bought those boards this morning. They better work. I, I figured <laughs> out halfway through I should probably write in a way that's legible. <laughs> So uh, who's your am this year? Brian Sheffield. Brian Sheffield. I never met him till today. I thought Tate was shooting with him. Well, uh, I got Tate's spot. So gotcha. You, you. Okay. So quick, you didn't know this, but he was supposed to shoot with me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So um, I told him I said if I can't get him, he he wanted to shoot. I shot with him in Alabama, and I told him I said if I can't get an am, you're, I'll shoot with you, no problem. Well, I didn't get an am. Well, my am backed out, and. I couldn't get a hold of him, so I found another am who, who contacted me. It's kind of like I feel bad, but I'm glad he gets to shoot. Yeah. Uh, we have actually a bet going on right now. He uh, he's a, he's active the army. Yeah. And I've got to find a Marine Corps shirt. So I was I was I'm prior enlisted Marines, and he lost the bet. We actually uh, I shot 308 one time, and I told him I beat you. And if I beat you, you got to wear a Marine Corps shirt in the next match. Uh, and uh, if you beat me, I'll wear an army shirt in the next match. So I got to find an army shirt tonight. Uh, and if y'all win trophies, he's got to take a picture with the with the Marine Corps. Right? Oh boy! Oh yeah. So he's pretty good, actually. Uh, we practiced a little bit, and he's and, and, you and might you he might have to do that. He and and he is a good dude. He's an all around yeah. good dude. All right, so um, we'll we'll start with Austin's first. If you want to, all right. So all right. go so ahead. And I wrote down figure out why. So figure out why I missed the two shots and try to plan to avoid it in the future. All right. What you got? I got to clear my head. You can't get the shots back. Stay cool. Keep your temperament cool. And regroup. See, I like I like this contrast because it's a mental aspect that I teach a lot of people when they ask me stuff about about shooting. Um, this so so what Austin said is he figure out why he and plan to avoid it in the future, and that's ex excellent advice from a very good shooter. Um, and what I advise people to do is when they're shooting. See, I tell people when they're shooting, if you miss a shot and they act out during that shot, shot, I, I usually tell them that's a wasted emotion to a negative situation. While you're cursing and getting mad, and I'm ta talking about crap, crap. I'm not talking about the quick, you know, whatever. I'm talking about the guy who's like ah, dropping F-bombs, getting mad. It's like you're, you're wasting time getting mad about missing a shot when you could be focusing on why you missed a shot and not doing it on the next one. All right, so. And it looks like what that's what you're saying at the end of the stage. I think is an awesome is awesome advice. A lot of times it's so obvious you, you know what happened the second you pull the trigger, or yeah. you know it just it's, it was just a w bad wind hold or something. But if you can assign a reason to it, then it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's, it's I, I don't like missing shots. Nobody likes missing shots. But if I can assign a for sure reason in my mind, then it doesn't bother me. I know why it happened. Yep. Doesn't. The, the ones that really bother me are the ones that I can't figure out exactly what, what, what wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's the you know I, I tell people the worst thing about um, getting a zero on a stage is cleaning the next stage uh, because you you've just told yourself you, you just zero. I know you haven't done this in a while, but zeroing a stage is when you don't hit all the shot. I zeroed a stage this year. Really? Which one? It was at uh, Okie Showdown, the Okie Spring Showdown. I actually had a squib on the first round of the Ooh, stage. Ouch. <laughs> <That hurts. laughs> the bullet came out, stuck in the, the throat, and yeah. I was done. Well, um, zeroing a shot after taking all the shots and then going yeah, to yeah. the next shot, next stage, and, uh, and, and cleaning that next stage, you know why that hurts? 
because you can no longer blame it on the gun. Yeah. It's it's like why did I miss all those shots to come over here and, and clean the stage? And yeah. you know, and that goes to what you're saying is it it's hurts worse when you can't explain a miss. You can't explain it away, but just explain to why. Yeah. And I like this too, because cleaning 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 out your head, getting ready for the next stage. Yeah. You um, have to do that. So let me ask you, Austin, on, on this on, on what you said. Um, you so I'm I'm in the mindset of all right, stage is over. I've learned. I've learned why I missed. Now I'm not talking about that stage anymore, because I don't want to. I don't want to drop that stage again. Okay. Would you agree with that? Or when you go to the next stage, you keep in your mind, okay, that shot I missed. All right, I'm not gonna do that again. I'm on a similar rock, or I'm a similar position now, and this is why I did it last time. So now I'm not gonna do it again. Or are you to the fact of I'm not even thinking about that stage anymore. I'm focused on what's going on now. Well, yeah. So you should try to retain, there's probably some information that happened that you could gain from that incident that caused you to miss that you could retain for the rest of the match that might give you an advantage later on that you wouldn't want to forget. So that's more what I'm talking about. If you, uh, so just to think of a simple example, um, if you miss a target high or low, and then immediately after the stage, you're like, why, why was I high or low on that one target? And, and and you think of, you can't figure out any reason why. A lot of times I'll pull out my rangefinder and be like, you know what, I didn't range these targets. And I didn't hear anybody else talk about it. Then range the target, and what, like, that's eight yards closer. And it's a small target, you know, a, a thin animal or something, and, like, that changes my dope by one click. Probably why I went over the back. So something like that, uh, what, what I retain for the rest of the match is, like, I, apparently some of these targets are questionable on what they wrote down in the matchbook. I'm going to range them all from now on. Yeah. So it's something like that you retain, but you don't retain the negative correct uh, aspect correct. of missing the shot. Yeah, and I, I usually, um, when, when someone, like, we'll say a 10-round we'll stage, and they hit 8 out of 10, or they hit 9 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm not in the mindset of saying, what'd you do wrong? What'd you do wrong? I'm in the mindset of, what'd you do right? So we can replicate that. Because we don't want to replicate negative stuff. We want to replicate the good stuff. All right. It was a it was a four position. It was a five position stage. All right. And all the all the, everything's pretty similar. And all we're doing is holding over. So you shot the same thing over and over again. What'd you do right? Let's let's enforce that process, not the negative on what you did wrong. Because I don't care what you did wrong. I want to know what you did right. Um, now, obviously, we do care, so we don't do it again. But we want to focus on what you did right. And that's that's one thing. That's one aspect that I look at. All right. Next question. All right, so we've come off a stage. Um, it could be a clean stage. It could be a, a drop stage. I don't care. We're going to our next stage. All right, you've you've got your dope. You've got your bullets. You know, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the stage brief. What are you doing? What is your process? What are you doing going into the next stage? You're walking up to the next stage. We're here. We're at the stage. What is the first thing you're going to do? No, Brian just had a, his wife just had a baby. Yeah, yeah, I think she's here. Yeah, they, they both the baby. Came. All three of them can, yeah. Are y'all staying in Jackson or? I'm staying at uh, Kent Rush's house. Nice. Where y'all stay? Henderson. Henderson, okay. Nice.
I'm going to write down multiple. That's putting, fine. By putting bullet points on that's it. That's fine. That's fine. It's a pretty open, broad, broad thing. I'll uh, I'll go uh, before we read yours. I'll tell you a very quick thing that I'm that I'm doing. It's fucking gay, dude. Why are you talking to this guy? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Shannon K. <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So go ahead and read yours first this time. Get a clear visual of the targets, memorize them in my head before even looking through the scope. All right, what you got? I put uh, find a sweet spot for my tripod. Nice. And uh, find the targets. Find targets. Okay. So when you're when you're when you're finding the targets, obviously you're looking at them. What else are you doing? Like I find the Ipsic. I'm doing more than an Ipsic. I'm getting like a landmark. Okay. Tree. Okay. Um, another target. Yeah. Vision, stay on. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, um, Austin, uh, you found all your targets. Uh, you're in a sweet spot. All right. Um, obviously, your dope's already ready, right? Okay. Or are you yeah. doing your dope before? You yeah. do your dope Let's before. Let's just after. assume that my dope's already ready. Everybody knows right. how to do that. Um, so what are you doing next? What, what's the what's the next step after you you found your targets? You got your dope. Um, stage brief hasn't been read yet. Uh, because not everybody's over there, or maybe everybody's over there. We're just waiting to read stage brief. Uh, whatever. Are you staying on glass? Are you going to, uh, you know, make sure your first target's dialed? I mean, are you going so back and forth? What are you doing? Are we assuming there's like still guys shooting that stage that sure, I can watch? Sure. So sure. that's my main thing. If there's guys shooting the stage, I'm going to probably review the course of fire in the matchbook while yeah. I'm watching those guys shoot the stage. Sure. And that just helps me remember. How to like the right way to do it, and mm -hmm. I've kind of already got a leg up when we go over the course of fire with the RO. Nice, but uh, I like watching staying on glass if they're shooting and following the targets in order that they're shooting them, mm -hmm. and just makes it much less likely that I'm going to shoot a target out of order later on. Exactly, if I, if I can follow along. Yeah, and um, so I, I like to do the same thing as like I I want to get. I obviously want to stick around at my current stage to make sure that any duties that I needed needed for are taken care of, you know. But I also want to get to the next stage as quick as possible, because any any amount of fire, live fire, especially if you're the first shooter, any amount of live fire that you can witness and watch um, on the next stage is very beneficial. Um, and one thing for for our, for our uh, new shooter here is um, one thing that I learned the hard way, or I learned over the first season, two seasons, was. Um, if there's a, if you have binos, bring them and use them. If you don't, ask to use somebody else's. Um, if you're not asked to do something else, be on glass, watch it. You will get more feedback from watching all of this through binos than you will standing there watching the shooter. Now, obviously, if if it's a new stage to you and you don't know how to run it, maybe watching the shooter is the right thing to do so you can get that aspect of it. But Watching the flight is very important. There's some stages where it's way more critical to, to watch the shooter than other yes, stages. Yes. It's almost always critical to watch uh, targets get shot at. Yep. But some stages are like if some guy's just going to go modified prone on a bench and shoot 10 shots, probably don't need to watch him. <laughs> Although I'll, I'll say the one thing I will check is I'll kind of look along at the top of the bench at the targets and see how high I might need to set my bipod and then yep. watch a few other shooters and see how high they're setting their bipod and if it looks like it's working really well for them or not. So. Yeah, so yeah, and, and I, I would say to, to, to that point is um, you don't need to watch every shooter uh, run the stage. You get one or two out of the way, 
I think you got an idea for how the stage is going to be ran. But if, uh, the, if it's a stage where there's a lot of different ways to shoot it, yeah. and there's everybody's like using different strategies, half the guys are using a rear tripod, half the guys are using tag table, half the guys are using a gamer plate, then I'm, I'm going back and forth in my head uh, on which way I'm going to do it, what's, what I think is the best way, and I'm trying to watch them to go see if I can get any tips. Yeah. On, does it look like they're really struggling to get into a certain position? Are they burning a lot of time for some reason? Is there a way I can avoid that? That's when I'd watch the shooters a little bit more. If it's really straightforward, I'm probably just going to watch the targets. Yeah, I, and that's and that, that's kind of the point I was making. And you're absolutely on on spot, 100%. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, and I will say, as a newer shooter, you know, it's it's okay to ask, what should I do, uh, to any shooter at any level, um, and. What I, what I usually tell people, I tell them, go with what you know. Especially if you're in a two-day match, you spend a lot of money to be there, you're being, trying to be competitive. It, it is what it is. Go with what you know. Now is not a time to try a freaking rear, rear, rear tripod on a barricade if you've never done it before. You know, um, now is not the time to run, you know, like I did, made the mistake on Trump's wall a few years back. Everybody was running tripod or bipod in, that little bitty square, and I don't know why I did it, but everybody was doing real good with it. But I can rock and roll with just a bag. But everybody was doing scooted in bipod and, and little, so I did the same thing. You know what I got? I got a two. So my point being, go with what you know. All right? If you see something you want to try, then keep it in mind, try it in practice. Now, that being said, if there's no way to avoid that new thing yeah. like you, you're forced to do this like you cannot shoot this stage any other way you have to do it this way and you've never done it before well baptized by fire buddy you're about to learn <laughs> i've done learn today i've tried quite a few new things in matches that i'd never practiced before but there's got to be a pretty good reason to do it you want to if it's uh if it looks like it's way better and and you just need i just i just try to think of what could go really wrong like, what could go wrong? If I can't think of what could go wrong, if I've never shot with my bipod, scooted all the way in, but I'm watching a bunch of other people do it, and it's like, looks like it's the same thing as every other way to shoot, and I can't, and I move my bipod in over on the side and can't figure anything out. But what? Now, shooting with a rear tripod, if you've never done that before, you're probably <laughs> just going to fight the tripod the whole time and not oh, yeah. get any shots off. So, And shame yeah. on me for not being able, I'm, I've, been shooting for, I've been shooting the sport for seven years, and I, uh, I don't use a rear tripod. Yep. I don't know how. Um, and I used to be of the mindset of, I think you're a better shooter if you don't use it. Well, Tate Streeter once told me, we were sitting, we were at Gunline, and he was using a rear tripod, and I wasn't a squad, but I caught him doing it. And I said, man, I, he said, he said, why didn't you use the rear, rear tripod? I said, because I'm anti-tripod. He said, yeah, but I'm pro-impacts. <laughs> I said, well, you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so. Tate's got a way of saying things that make him pretty plain. <laughs> and so... So I, uh, I, I was like, you know what, you're, you're not wrong. You're 100% correct because when you pick up your trophy, it's not going to say use tripod. It's going to say first, second, or third, fourth, fifth, whatever. It's not going to say he used this and that. No, it's going to say you finished first, second, third, or fourth, fifth. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm kind of of the opinion, I've told a lot of people this, that almost any stage can be cleaned, uh, any positional stage can be cleaned with just a bag, one bag. I believe it. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I haven't really seen many put into matches where that wasn't true. But if you can increase your probability of getting hits on a stage, then do it. I, uh, I shot uh, Cattlegate at um, Alabama Precision today, uh, and I was one of very few people. I was the only person in my squad that cleaned it. 
I did it without a rear tripod, and I slung the last round, and I hit the bottom of the plate. And it was, it was like Shannon was in the, in the squad behind us, and, and, and it's like it's the biggest applause I'd ever had. It's like impact time because <laughs> I, was, I was doing this, and I was yeah. waiting to settle out, and it was, it was crazy. So, all right, uh, next question. All right, next question. Ready? All right, you're packing for the weekend, and we're talking about your shooting gear, not your clothes bag or anything like that. Um, you're packing for the weekend, and you can only uh, – no, this does not include ammo, magazine, tripod, or gun. Okay, those are, those are given, right? You get to put two more items in your bag. What are they? Doesn't include ammo, tripod. Right. Ammo, tripod, gun, and uh, – ammo, ammo, bipod. Oh, I was going to say bipod is my first thing. <laughs> ammo, bipod, gun, and magazine – you're definitely bringing those things. You get two more items. Did you say anything about bags? I did not say anything about bags. Okay, all right. You get two more items. What are they? And you can be as granular as you can think. Okay? Your, your, your secret sock. That's an awesome bag. You know? Whatever you want to come up with, you only get two items. Not two of one items, but two separate items. Ammo, bipod. Ammo, bipod, gun, yeah. and magazine. You're already those getting are, those. Those are a given. Those are a given. You get two more items. I don't even need two more items. You don't? All right. So you want to go with one? I'll think of something else. I mean, I know I'm going to bring a ton of stuff to the match if I get the choice. <laughs> I like uh, on my 22 matches, we try to do one-bag matches where you only get to bring one bag. Um, Devin actually tried to do a course of fire where no bipods. Everything was positional. That'd be all right. All right, you're, you're ready? Yep. You're ready? Yep. All right, so my answer is Kestrel and bag. It's my Speedium. All right, what you got? We've had mini fortune cookie and a Kestrel. Nice, what you got? Bag, binos. Bag and binos, nice, okay. I think you could do without the Kestrel. You'd have to be pretty sharp on uh, on your dope, but. I, I think I think it's doable. I think you could do it without your, I think you'd do it without the Kestrel. Uh, a match like this where you're going to get some small targets, you're going to have some error. Yeah. Uh, but. So my, my thought on this, just real quick, is I've always got a phone app. Yeah. On my, I use a, a Kestrel with applied ballistics, but I always got a phone app. So if my Kestrel was just to die and, like, no batteries, nobody that could have a spare Kestrel, I would just pull out the phone app. It would be good enough. Yeah. Well, uh, to your point about the Kestrel with no Kestrel is, you know, you know, you've shot the Dasher long enough. You shoot Dasher, right? Yeah. Yeah. You shoot and Dasher long enough, you know, like, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your elevation on the, on the skill stage? 1.7. Um, what's your elevation at 600 yards? 3.5. All right, so you could shoot this match without your Kestrel. All you have to do is know the distance of the target, go to that 100-yard dope, and take your first shot. Yep. Unless, it's a, unless it's just 750. I know that. All right, boom, got it. Yep. All right, no. You know, I'm, I, if you know your gun, you know your way it shoots, you can do it without your Kestrel. You take that first shot, it's, it's a 745-yard target. Okay, take your first shot, now you know your holdover. Um, or maybe you know your, your shot, or maybe you hold a little higher. But my point being, um, you can do it, to your point, you can do it without a Kestrel. Uh, we bad uh, mini uh, and bag. Uh, what, what particular bag? Me? Yeah. Mm, a real soft one. Really? Yeah. Um, 
Any any one particular? Is there one that you that you typically use? Squishy bag? Is it like a little cylinder? Did, you get, it, did you get it from Jake? Brown leather. It's probably a wee bad mini. <laughs> is, it, is it shaped like a U almost or no? Yeah, it's we. It's, that's what it's going to be. Nice. Only that or a tater tot. So, and I was thinking, uh, I was thinking like tripod with spotter on it as yeah. my second. But then I was like, oh, Kestrel. So I, if I hadn't have thought of the Kestrel, I would have put uh, yeah and, a spotter. And, and you know, binos does you know in, in in this game that we're playing here, binos does not mean you're bringing your tripod. Yeah. You know, so you know you need your binos and tripod. Or, but binos is still good because you can find a. You can find something to sit on, or hell, just lay down on the ground yeah. and look. You know, so you still have that scene. That's actually a good answer. I think both of those are interchangeable. And I think, um, you know, you said if your Kestrel dies, you have your phone. Well, you didn't get to put your phone in your bag, and Kestrel dies. I think so Binos is a better answer. The other way to think about this is what's the easiest thing to borrow at a match? I've told a ton, <laughs> of, I've told a ton of people you could probably show up to some of these matches without anything without a rifle without ammo and, oh, yeah. and if you asked around and were a nice guy about it you probably get, still get to shoot the match somebody's got a spare rifle and ammo that uh, wants to see you shoot guilty right. i have done this i uh my, my gun went down at mpa uh ben uh, ben gossett i shot his 6xc is the only thing every time i ever use a tangent and uh i freaking rocked out the day two yeah awesome so you could be able to walk up and, and borrow somebody's binos for a minute or two on it on, on top of their tripod to find the targets mm -hmm. you'd be able to borrow a kestrel almost for sure you could borrow a kestrel from somebody's going to have an extra uh i'm trying to think of what you could borrow a bag you could borrow it like if you had all the things that you named off that, that are a given that you already put in your mm -hmm. truck you're going to be fine shooting the match yeah, just because yeah. of the way people oh, yeah. are in this and sport. Absolutely, and that's you know. And I'm going to ask you one question. I'm going to ask you as a as a, as a question, and then we're going to we're going to wrap things up. Um, I, I, if you if you could give a piece of advice to all the new shooters who may be listening to this podcast, and because we're in the spirit of the gap grind, that's what this is all about. Austin, you've got one one piece of advice you can give all the new shooters out there who are currently in the sport. You know. Going forward, what 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 what, they, what should what should they do going forward? Um, well, they're already in the sport. Yeah, already in the sport. All right. Now, obviously, you you can't you can't speak granular to like oh you're having trouble with this you need to do this you're having trouble with that you can do that but you can speak to you know go back to when you were there and let me rephrase that question when you were a brand new shooter and you didn't know what your head your your head from the hole in the ground what do you wish someone had done for you? that they didn't do that you later figured out, whether it be on your own or from someone else at a later date? Hmm. Well, so you want me to just answer verbally? Yeah, and please. You, uh, yeah. And you can and probably I've got, answer I've got the a, same thing. You probably shot enough you could answer the same thing. I've got a total different question oh, okay. for him. But go ahead. So, boy, that's tough because the way you phrased that question, I had a ton of people that, that stepped up and helped me when I showed up at one-day matches that told me, how to shoot certain stages the right way. I didn't have a lot of things that people didn't help me with, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So uh, one thing I would say that people probably told me that I didn't listen to was about equipment. I was pretty stubborn for the first year, wanted to just use what I already had, and there was there was stuff that people was telling me was better, and I, I just wanted to prove that I could be better with what I already had. So I was a little bit stubborn on that. Um, that's about the only thing I can think of where, like, I wish I would have listened to people that did tell me. That's but fair. That, that, 
is probably not typical of new guys, new shooters. Mm -hmm. I think most people go out and buy gear before they do anything else yeah. and get better. My typical advice for new shooters is first, participate. Uh, I know a lot of guys that want to get in the long distance shooting and are so scared to go to their first match. So go to a match. It's super fun. You're going to love it. You're not going to be embarrassed. Get, it, get over your fear. And then besides that, once you're at the match, you have to focus on what is costing you the most shots. And then in between that match and the next one, you have to uh, figure out a solution okay. and work on it. So um, I, I kind of, I'm going to answer my own question when um, after you. So you've been in the sport, you said, for this is your second match. Yes, sir. All right. What has amazed you the most about this sport? What, if, you, if you could narrow it down to one thing, like, man, I, I didn't think it was possible for this to happen. Like, what's, the, what's like the aha thing in this sport for you? I'm going to say like the camaraderie. Like oh, yeah. We're from Kansas. You're from Oklahoma. And I'm from Alabama. Yeah. You know, you guys from Germany, you know. You just yeah. meeting up with everybody, getting bullshitting. Yeah. Shaking hands. And, you know, to your point, it's funny because I always say, um, you know, Austin, whether you believe it or not, you carry the you carry the uh, the Michael Jordan effect. Okay. So does uh, Austin Legane. So does um, Clay Blackhatter. You know, you guys carry the Michael Jordan effect. All right. And what I mean by that is people see what you shoot and they want it. Okay. But let me say it this way you carry that you carry that whether you want it or not it just is what it is but in basketball using the michael jordan analogy you can't walk up to michael jordan and just talk to him you couldn't walk up to kobe bryant and just have a conversation with him you couldn't do that with lebron james but you could do that in this sport i've i've physically met you in person i think three times and i can talk to you like i've known you for seven years okay you can't do that in other sports. You can't do that other places. And, but you can do that here. And I know without a doubt, we're shooting a stage. I can't figure it out. Austin, can I borrow your bag? Mm -hmm. It'll probably hit me quicker than I can ask for it. Okay? And that's the way the sport is. I love it for that sport. How many sports can you come in dead last and have a blast? Yeah. You know, most of the time you finish dead last in a sport and you usually get yelled at because you performed like crap. All right? But it's not that way here. I'll never get mad at you for missing a target, okay? Um, but I'll get mad if you have a bad time. <laughs> All right, so to answer my, answer my own question, um, kind of more towards, leaning towards what you were saying is, if I had to give advice to one guy, one person, um, it's usually always, they always ask, what should I buy? What should I buy? And I tell them, I say, get a gun, make sure you got ammo for it, make sure you can see through the scope, buy a game changer or in your case you would yeah. probably say fortune cookie uh, make sure those things are squared away we'll work on the rest I got two rules have fun if you can't have fun let's go home rule number two any wind call I give you is up center it's either left or right <laughs> alright <laughs> if you can't do number one let's pack it up and go home if you can't and we can work on number two alright guys if you got anything else for me nope. no Austin thank you very much thank you Thank you very much. Y'all have a good night. And uh, 